0: So this week on the podcast, as um, we were kicking around trying to figure out what we were going to do, we were looking at the lectionary and um, discovered it, it as one of those stories that everybody thinks they know. Um, <laughs> you know, because not everybody actually reads their Bible and knows the story pretty well. What do you mean, not everybody reads their Bible? Not everybody reads their Bible. Have you not seen this Barna statistics? I mean... Uh, statistics are... I know, but... <laughs> Um, either way. (laughs) Uh, The um, Good Samaritan story is found in Luke chapter 10, uh, really verses 25 through 37. And so, um, Zach, as you um, look over that text, what are some things that kind of pop out to you uh, this week?
1: Well, you're right. This is a story, this is one that we teach in uh it's a good sunday school story it's a good VBS story um it's one of those that we come come through or come to often um but i i think i think what we what we do in those areas and and why people maybe don't know don't know the story miss details or um you know those kinds of things is uh, jesus tells this parable in response to a question um, from a lawyer or a, um, you know, somebody somebody like that stands up and says, teacher, you know, uh, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus answers his question, what do I need to do to get this with a, another question? Because that's what Jesus does uh, often and says, well, what is written in the law? You know, this guy's a lawyer. He knows the law. He keeps the law. He knows this. And he's trying to trip Jesus up. And... uh uh, you know, what do I need for eternal life? Well, what does the law say? So it says to uh love your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, uh, and all your mind, you know, everything you have. Um and 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 he it he continues through that. And it's just building on what Jesus does, right? And so the guy, the lawyer guy, doesn't get it. And so in another very Jesus way, Jesus tells us the story of the Good Samaritan, uh, which is poignant when you think about it. Um, you know, the Jews weren't big fans of Samaritans. Um, they didn't associate with them. They didn't talk to them. They didn't want to. Um, if they were traveling from, you know, Jerusalem to Galilee, they'd go around Samaria just to avoid them. Um, they, they went out of their way to not be friends with, with these people. And yet Jesus talks about Samaritans in this parable in a good way. Um, You've got a you've got a guy that's traveling. He's beat up, left for dead on the side of the road, and you have a priest and another person who pass him on. Uh, the priest passes on because he doesn't want to have to go through the cleansing rituals, right? Because uh, he's on his way to the temple, uh, in, in theory, and so he doesn't want to stop and help because then he'd have to go and 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 re clean himself. Um, and then you get to the you get to the Samaritan, uh, and in the eyes of the Jewish people, the really bad one, right? Um, the one that that they wouldn't stop to help, and yet he stops, helps, uh, carries them into town, uh, pays for them to stay in a hotel to be healed, those kinds of things. And and it simply, Jesus tells the story to come back and ask the question of who did who did the right thing here, and makes this guy say the Samaritan, the one that helped, you know, very begrudgingly, right. And and it's it's interesting that that Jesus comes into this with one questions. <laughs> Jesus never really gives them the answer, does, uh, you know, in the sense of here's what it is, right? He makes an answer for himself. He knows the answer. Um, and so this guy coming in trying to uh, get Jesus to not be consistent, to answer not according to the law, uh, Jesus just kind of really casually puts it right back on this guy to give the answer.
0: Well, Which is a good way to teach. I mean, that's a good way a teacher teaches. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. know, giving the answer. It's it's showing them, you know, making them understand what the answer is. Right. Um, and I think like, so I was reading through the Wesley Study Bible because that's what every good Methodist, you know, should attempt <laughs> to do. But in it, in the little notes for this section, um, it says that Wesley um, captured the essence of the story well and it says, let us renounce that bigotry in party zeal, which would contract our hearts into insensibility for all human race. But a small number of those sentiments and practices are so much our own that our love to them is but self-love reflected Mm. with an honest openness of mind. Let us always remember the kindred between man and man and cultivate that happy instinct whereby in the original constitution of our nature, God has strongly bound us to each other. Um, that's kind of interesting when you think about it, um, that this story is asking us, how do we show love um, right. and flipping the script on us instead of saying love is a checklist. It's saying love is an action mm-hmm. and what we do by that shows how we feel about God and our neighbor. Um, yeah. And, um, while the story is literally a parable, a story to, to convey meaning, mm-hmm. um, Jesus is really uh, helping the person see that their actions matter more than just coming up with a definition mm-hmm. of, uh, of what love can look like. Right. right. Um, and, and they start with a definition, but they, you know, make it into the practical, which um, you know, that if you're really doing something, you know, for, that kind of sense it it, that's where it really goes is that that it's more about how are we making this practical like theory is great theory you know can move us places but until we actually take action the theory is just the things on paper and and when we think about love and and, and in this case it's you know it's definitely different time and place but when we think about love it's more than just putting it on a t-shirt or a bumper sticker or you know saying it on our social media deal it's actually going and doing it and that that physical action of doing showing love makes a world of difference in saying, you know, what love looks like. Right.
1: Well, and, and, and the big central question here is Jesus is asking, or uh, Jesus saying, love your neighbor. Right. Mm-hmm. And the guy asks, who, who's my neighbor? And Jesus tells the story, um, in, in the comment, the study Bible I'm using is the new interpreters. And it talks about this parable starts, uh, with a certain man stripped of his identity And that it is purposely ambiguous concerning the status of this person as either friend or foe and is simply a human being in need. And and how often do we see this? You know, we we have people in culture today who are labeled as good Samaritans, right? Uh, They stopped and they helped. They didn't ask any questions. They just helped them. We see it in uh, when there's tragedy, when there's... um, you know, hurricanes and tornadoes and fires and things like that. People aren't uh, going around asking political affiliations. They're not looking at skin color. They're not looking at religious beliefs or or anything. They're simply just helping. They're going to help. Uh, You know, we, we, you see it, yeah, we, gosh, hurricanes are the big ones, I guess, that we see it. Uh, You know, in Houston last year, people were coming from Louisiana with their boats and, you know, all over and just simply helping people uh in, in our labeled Good Samaritans, right? Uh, and, and this story is to teach us it's not so much when tragedy strikes. Yeah, we we need these things, but it's it's in the everyday. It, we see people who are stripped of their identity uh and beaten and broken and hurt every day. Uh, why can't we set that aside and be a neighbor? Why can't we set that aside and love uh as as God has called us to each and every day. Uh, and yet it seems like more and more we're, we're building up these barriers going, well, you know, they're this or that, or they believe this or that, or,
0: uh, you know, I don't know if I can help that person. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, you remember, I mean, hopefully you remember, cause it, I mean, it eats at me every time I think about this question, you know, remember that sermon at world Methodist, what does your love look like? Yeah. Gosh, yeah. And uh, the other day <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh You know, um, I think one of my, one of the things I'll say that I have a struggle with, with Christians is that they're really good at putting love on paper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's, you know, I'm not picking on any particular denomination or any group of Christians. We do a really good job of talking about what we think love looks like, Mm -hmm. but the practice of it, the praxis of it is where we struggle. Um, and right. I think that that's part of our problem today. It's, um, and and if, if you're one of those people that need the biblical truth of love, then um, it, it's on paper, but Jesus calls us out. It's not something that we just, you know, and, and that's what, I think that's really what Jesus is getting here. When he uses that line in the very end, when Jesus tells him, go and go. do likewise. Yep. And, and, and we have moved away from the going and doing to mm. just picking and I think we we pick and choose very well yeah going and doing and coming across those um, uh, the um, man on the side of the road um, you know um, because we don't know what the man really um, is we just know that the person that helped him was an outsider right right Um, which isn't even a whole other perspective Um, Mm -hmm. and and so what we have to realize is that God's going to put people uh in your path along the way um to maybe open your eyes to a bigger picture mm-hmm. um, and that how your response to that matters and i really think that like if you look at this and and that's what the the, the parable is really teaching about is is not about you know obviously the lawyer got the theory right but it's he's teaching more on the praxis side and saying all right, right. So here's how this really works. It's like when you're a math teacher, you know, in you know, junior high and elementary school, and they're like, math is important, and here's why you use it. And you don't pay attention to the reason why they say it's important. But then, like, you're in the real world, and you're like, oh, yeah, math actually is a thing. And you mm-hmm. need to know a little bit of algebra to do projects. And, you know, like, um, you know, that, that stuff's important. Um, right. Yeah, and it's 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 knowing knowing it's not good enough.
1: It's, it's knowing and doing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so... No. Like, I,
0: Go ahead. I think the the good question this week is how are you going and doing likewise
1: mm-hmm.
0: um if yeah. you say if you say you believe in God's love and God's mercy and and you say that, how are you putting that into practice? How does your life show that you're you know you know what love looks like mm-hmm. um, or just be even challenged to love more um, yeah. and be open to those possibilities along the road there you go so um Good all-star break uh, for this week, and, uh, you know, encourage you to go on the Bearded Theologians website, uh, beardedtheologians.com. We've got some really great uh, content up, and uh, go back and listen to some of our old episodes, man. There's some really good old episodes, and um, other things are on there. Um, we have some blog posts, and we also have some great swag, and I encourage you to pick up some of that. Maybe use it as a gift or a gag gift or, you know, it's never too early to start planning for Christmas. Um, Bearded theologians make for great white elephant gifts, Um, you know, and so think about that as you're preparing for your Christmas season. I know it's July, but, you know, it's never too early to plan. If Hobby Lobby
1: can have their Christmas stuff up, (laughs) we can sell Christmas items.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I totally agree. (laughs) So for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks.
1: I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out.
0: We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.